Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host Hussein Talib. My guest today is an amazing chef. His name is Dennis Littley. He is the founder and CEO of Ask Chef Dennis Productions, where he runs one of the most successful food blogs in the world. He has built a loyal following that uses his recipes and cooking tips in their homes, kitchens, to feed their families and friends, easy-to-make restaurant-style dishes for the fraction of the cost of eating out. Dennis, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Awesome, awesome to have you here. So, as we were talking a little bit earlier, you have this combination of cooking, blogging, social media, like all blend, I guess, into one thing. Tell us first your story. How did you get into cooking and food in the first place? Well, first of all, I love to eat. So it was a natural. For me. We all do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my mother was a nurse and she worked nights, so she would sleep during the day. So yeah. if I wanted to eat during the day, I started cooking for myself and I started understanding the whole concept. Uh, later on in life, uh, when I was, I think, in eighth grade, there was a guy on TV, TV, his name was Graham Kerr. He was the galloping gourmet and he had the first really, other than Julia Child, he had the first really food show on TV. And uh, he was just so cool. And the people got so excited when they yeah. ate the food. Uh, it kind of resonated with me. It says, what a great way to make a living. So I'm, I mean, I didn't start right away. I was the jack of all trades trying everything, but I ended up in the kitchen. That's where I felt the most comfortable. And it's where I think I could really shine. It was something I did well. I was not very artistic in any other way, but food gave me a way to 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 create and to make people happy with what I created. Yeah. I believe like people, I don't know how to cook, but I of course love to eat. But I think people <laughs> who, who who cook food, like they put something I maybe from from their inside from their heart or from their soul into the food that they are creating. Is that uh, true or I think it is. I think there's a lot of love that goes into food, especially, you know, when we've all had our grandmothers or mothers cook for us and it always seems to taste better when they make it, you know, it's, it's um, just something a little extra they put in and and it's memories too, that they're giving you when, when they cook. So yeah, I, I think food is a lot of love that goes into it. And I always tell people, if you go into a restaurant and the servers and everybody's not happy, guess what? The kitchen's not happy. Your dinner's probably not going to be as good because a happy chef is going to cook a better dish. He's going to put more into it, more of himself into it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, maybe it's a little bit off topic, but I actually watched 
some episodes of I think it's called Kitchen Nightmares. I think. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, every problem starts in, in, inside the kitchen. So if yep. the kitchen is running well, everything. And I actually worked in McDonald's for a while. So if the kitchen is not running smoothly and well, everything outside no. the kitchen is not going uh, good. So no. so how did you like? When you started like to learn cooking and you started your journey and coming now to blogging and your social media, why did did you actually go into social media? Do you think that now it's like we are in 2022, I have to be there or? Oh, yeah, you, you definitely. You definitely have to be there. Well, you know, I was, I spent my life cooking in restaurants. Um, I started having some health problems. My hands went, I needed carpal tunnel surgery on both. So I, I went into management and I started feeding executives. But every time I went into management, it, it would end up that the food was so bad that I'd end up back in the kitchen cooking. So I had a couple more carpal tunnel surgeries and I finally wound up at a school. And at the school, I, I started cooking again because, the, again, the food was terrible, and I just worked through it. But I started a culinary program at the school. And when I started the culinary program, when I started teaching, it was all girls high school. There were uh, 600 high school girls. When I started teaching them, I figured blogging was brand new. This was 2009, you know, for, for mainstream blogging. It had been around since the late 1990s, but you know, now people were looking at it and, and regular people were getting involved, not just computer nerds. And uh, I started blogging and I thought it'd be a good resource for my students. Well, they didn't, never went to it, but you know, people at the school went to it. And then I joined a group called Food Buzz in San Francisco, and it was an international group of food bloggers. From you know, showing me food from all over the world, things I'd never seen before. And I was really getting excited again about cooking and excited about food. So I kind of, I can't, I became a blogger then. And, you know, I didn't jump right on social media. I wish I had, you know, I'd have been farther ahead or, or maybe it's better. I didn't because I worked harder at it, but you know, it was, it was like, just, it was a lot to do with the food blogging aspect of it. And then You know, partway through it, I'm looking at social media and going, wow, all these people are already there. I, I have no following. I really have to catch up and work hard and learn. And about that time, Google Plus came out. <laughs> it was Google's grand experiment in social media. You know, it was to improve search. They didn't care less about social media, but I jumped on that and I became one of their power users in Philadelphia. And as a reward, they put me on their follow page with Anthony Bourdain, Rachel Ray, Martha Stewart, Emerilla Gossi. Oh, and here's Chef Dennis. And I'm like, oh. you know, I was blown away by that. And I, and I started gathering a lot of momentum and a following. Uh, and, and that started me working harder. Once I saw that results, it started me working harder on other social medias. And then I really understood the importance of social media and how much it could mm. do for a business, not just me, but any business. And, and I went around selling that to people you know, for free. I was telling them, you know, you have to use social media. This is what you have to do. This is how important it is. The way we did business is gone. Social media has replaced conventional advertising to a degree. So, you know, and, and social like media. You, you're building a relationship with the, with the people who, 
used to watch chefs on TV, I guess. So, so there yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there was no connection at all. But now it's your building relationship with your audience and followers. You meet. So when you started, like, did you have this kind of fear or you might thought uh, whether I'm cooking or when you started blogging and social media, did you think that this is not going to work? I might fail. And what, where were, what were your thoughts around that? You know, I, I never considered failure uh, because the way I, I grew up and and the way I, I was involved a lot in sports and the way my coaches had taught me was, you know, you don't, if you don't try something, you never succeed. You know, if you don't give it everything you got, there's no way of knowing what you can do. And if you, if it doesn't work, well, you get back up and you try again. So I, I, I had that kind of built in. So I, I never thought of failure. But I also never thought of how much success I would achieve. Mm. I, I dreamed of it. I was like, oh, boy, can you imagine I'll be the next best thing? You know, it, but in my mind, that was a goal that I would never reach. Uh, I had no idea how successful I could become. But but failure now, it's it's never, honestly, it's never crossed my mind. So the, you talked about success Now, now with you are with this success with following and your blog, how do you feel about it? Like, does, does it make you feel some kind of special that you actually maybe achieved what you are looking to achieve, or are you looking still to achieve something more? Oh, I'm I'm still looking to achieve more. You know, I have long past any goals I ever had, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm done. I just set higher goals now. You know, and, and that's what I tell people in business is. You know, you need a realistic goal. I mean, I remember my first realistic goal was if I could make a thousand dollars a month. That was my first goal. You know, that that wasn't where I wanted to end, but I thought that will let me live better than I'm living now. You know, because I was retired at that point, so I said that will help me, you know, supplement my income. And then it just started growing, and it's like in business as a chef and in running restaurants and and schools and things with me when I started to become successful I fed into it and I worked harder because I wanted to be more successful if I made a thousand dollars I wanted to make ten thousand dollars I made ten thousand I needed to make a hundred thousand so I just kept kicking it until I would just keep you know until I would either hit my goal or burn out and luckily I have not burned out so uh, I, I just keep you know applying myself and and It gets to be fun. You know, doing what I do is a lot of fun because I make people happy. I help them learn how to cook. I help them put food on their tables. I help them make things they had no idea they could make and enjoy eating and, and bonding. But I also make money. And when you make money, that's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so do you, in general, do you recommend people like when if we are going to be talking business, a lot of people asking, should I start? From my passion, should I start what's working with with the world? Should I not care about my passions? So do you think how important it is? Do you think that passion is important in building a business? Oh, absolutely. You have to you have to be passionate about it. And you have to have fun doing it because you you have to work every day. I mean, I work a lot of times, seven days a week, eight to 10 hours a day. You know, I'll, I'll say, I'll say to my wife, you know, I says, you know, I never expected it to, to be this good. And she goes, well, you work like a fool. 
says you're in there all the time working. And, you know, I guess so. But, you know, again, I see results. If you don't see results from all the effort you put in, you're not going to want to do it. But if I'm seeing daily results, if I'm seeing weekly results, if things keep getting better and better, it kind of gives you that drive to keep working. But, you know, if you don't have that passion to begin with, you're never going to be able to push yourself that much because that passion is what's going to fuel you to want to work harder and longer, you know, and hopefully smarter because, you know, there's a lot of it is working smarter, not just harder. And sometimes it takes people to help you to learn that. And I have a lot of people that have helped me along the way, learn how to work smarter. Yeah, that's very important. Like it's, I do believe also you have to have at least some kind of passion maybe, because like you mentioned, if you don't have, if you don't even at least like what you are doing, you are not going to wake up every day like I want to do this now. I want to do this yeah. now. You will wake up someday and no, I don't. I just quit. Yeah. This is what this is what makes people quit. Oh so yeah, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of the unknown, or fear of rejection. These kind of things unmotivate people and make them want to just sit down and lay there and watch Netflix. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and granted, there's days I want to do that, but usually I'll start watching Netflix and I'll, and I'll grab my computer and I'll start working. So it, it's it's never really, you know, and times that I just don't want to do it, someone will write me and say, we want you to do this. And I'm going, oh, I'm retired. I, I don't want to work today. And they go, well, we're going to give you this much money. And I'm going, oh, I guess I'm working today. Yeah, so, yeah. so I want to ask you a little bit about, let's say, burnout or maybe some kind of setback, because you mentioned earlier about Google plus mm-hmm. so that google plus discontinued like i think yeah. five years ago so how yeah. did you feel when you you didn't have a following there anymore you lost this audience there how did you feel about that did you say it's okay i will start somewhere else it it, it made me very sad <laughs> I, because i lost over a million followers with wow. one, fellow, really? one fellow. yeah um luckily I had almost a million followers with my other social media. So when when I started having success on Google Plus, I tried to replicate it on all the other social media. So luckily I had been doing that all the time that Google was in its death throes. I mean because they were they were saying it was dead for about 5 years before it actually pulled the plug. So, you know, I had been prepared and I had worked hard to get the rest of them up. So Oh, when they unplugged it, oh, it 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 just part of me, part of me just went away because a million followers, that's a lot to lose in one fell swoop. Uh, but like I said, luckily I had built up enough of a reputation and enough of a following on the other social medias that I just kept going. Yeah, exactly. This is what we were talking about. You should keep going. Because yeah. if you fail, you, you must keep going. So now in, in your cooking, what what is it? What kind of food do you like to make? What that actually really you you wake up for to make the first thing in the morning? Well, I I like to make food that I like to eat. You know, people, fellow bloggers, I always hear them saying that they do SEO searches to see what they should cook, what will rank. Mm. And I've never done that. I, I, I decide what in my experience as a restaurant chef, what do people like to eat? What do I like to eat? You know, then I, I make stuff from there. 
then I'll go and search SEO and see what keywords I can add. You know, I'm I'm not oblivious to that, but I don't let that decide what I'm going to make. But lately, I've kind of stepped back because I was still in that mindset of a creative chef thinking I need to make this and artistic and I need to add this to it. I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm doing all this, but people out there are going, how do I just roast a chicken? How do how do I marinate salmon? You know, it's simple things that I take for granted. So I've I've taken a step back, and in between making some of the the more creative things, I've started creating simple dishes, standard dishes, things that everyone should know how to make, and that way they can build off those dishes. Because I was thinking, you know, start simple. I always tell people start with something easy, be happy, you know, cook it and have it taste really good. Because then tomorrow you'll want to go back in the kitchen and cook again. If it's a failure, you're not going to want to go back in. You're not going to be as happy to cook. So let's. So I'm I'm following that my own advice, and I'm starting to cook simpler things to put on my blog. Yeah, I'm good. I can do scrambled eggs. That's it. So <laughs> hey, that's more more than some people can do. Actually, yes. Like I think maybe if there is a set, maybe more than fifty percent of the world population actually. So. Yeah, <laughs> which is good, or I'd be out of business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like, uh, let's say some kind of uh, resources help you out with our with your cooking. Do you mm-hmm. really like to use, or with uh, with blogging, for example? Well, I, I have people that work for me that that work with me that help me along the ways with the technical aspects of it. I'm I'm not very technical. So I have a company that takes care of all the back end of my blog. I have a couple SEO auditors that tell me, mm. you know, how I should write the post or what should what you know what kind of things should I be looking for and including and and, and what other work I need to do to, to to make them seen because if you don't have I can write a beautiful post. I can create an amazing dinner that people are going to talk about for weeks. But if I don't set it up so Google likes it, no one's ever going to see it. Mm -hmm. So that's the other important part of that. So I have the people that help me with that. So, you know, there's a saying, it takes a village. Well, it takes a village to do the kind of business I am. I have have virtual assistants that work on other things for me in different areas. And I, I try to to give work that I really don't, that doesn't bring me joy. I try to find people to do that work for me. Like I hate Pinterest, but Pinterest is is so important. So I have always hired people to do that for me. And that leaves me time to, to do what I like to do, to cook, to create, to take pictures, to do stuff like that. Yeah, actually, if you're talking Pinterest, I actually seen your account. It's like Pinterest loves loves pictures of food. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you have a good following there, but but actually, I looked at your YouTube, for example. Uh, I, I, I would th- I would have thought that you are a chef, you can cook, because <clears throat> a lot of people now, like we mentioned, I only kick, I, and I only cook, can cook scrambled eggs. So a lot of mm-hmm. people can barely cook, I maybe, I don't know, maybe, and have their channels and big following on YouTube. So why don't you push more videos into YouTube? You know, that's a good question. It's not something that I've ever really worked at and and it's that and along that's probably why i don't do much on tiktok i i don't have a fear of doing videos i have done 
probably close to a thousand videos in total over my years with Google and different things, but it's just extra work. And it's one more thing to do. If I could hire someone to come in in the morning and just video everything I'm doing, that would be great. It'd be very expensive, but it would be great. Uh, but I just have to get into that routine and that habit. And I have been out of that for so long. It's hard to get back into it. When I was on Google plus, I was doing a lot more video work. I actually have a couple people that do video work for me of my recipes, but for me to actually go on and do more for YouTube and stuff, it's just like one of those tasks that I don't find joy in, mm. you know? So that's honestly why I know I should, but knowing you should and doing it are two different things. Yeah, exactly. What do you think that the most important thing to you now, is it cooking? Is it, this is your main focus cooking. This is the only thing yeah. that, because Because like if if you lost, for example, if you lost all, all the social media, let's say, and if you lost your blog, you will oh. keep doing cooking, right? This is oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. I My wife can't cook, so I have to. <laughs> <laughs> if we want to eat, I got to cook. So, you know, that I got to shop. I got to cook. I do all that. So, uh, it's oh, yeah. Actually, it's actually interesting when it's like a lot. A lot a lot of cultures in the world like have the woman do the cooking oh yeah right but it's interesting when the man he's the the one is cooking well for years she supported me you know she was making she was the breadwinner because in a, in a restaurant i could make more money but my life was not my own and the hours i worked were horrible so when we got together i started working in management and i worked Monday through Friday, I worked better hours, but of course my pay was cut almost in half because of that, because I'm not working in the profession that I could really excel at. I'm just kind of doing medial work and running a business. Um, so she supported me all that time, never said a word. She was happy to do it because I was home with her. We had a quality of life. So when I started making money and I started being able now, you know, I, I pay for everything uh, because, I, I, you know, it, it kind of worked out that way. If I, you know, I would definitely still keep cooking. She's, she's never been interested in, and, and in fact, her father had told her that she was going to end up marrying a cook because she was terrible at it, you know, you know, <laughs> so uh, that, that prophecy came true. It was either that or the mailman. And I always question why the mailman is because that's the only, that was the only other man she saw on a regular basis, you know, was, <laughs> was the mailman. So, uh, so it worked out, but yeah. It was good. It was a cook. Yes. Very good for her. Worked out much better than a mailman. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so like now do you teach because you teach people like how to cook do you teach them in person or do you teach them uh, online how do you do that exactly i i don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one teaching anymore I, I the last time i did was actually in the school when i was running the culinary program and then i was doing more videos when i was doing on google plus i was doing the teaching but it's it's not something that I, that I have time to do. People are always trying to get me to do it, but honestly, there's not as much money in doing that. My time can be more profitable. You know, there's, there's things you, you have so many hours in a day and you can chip at every little thing and make, you know, a little amount of money in every little thing, or you can try and focus mm -hmm. on the best thing that you do 
and work on that and make that best thing you do make more money than all those little things combined. So that's basically where I'm at. So part of it is I'm doing so well with my business. I don't need to do these little things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of like you're mentioning the, what they're talking about the 80, 20 rule, like 20% of your effort and you're getting 80% of the return. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, instead of doing that other 80%, just to get the 20%. And a lot of people unfortunately have to do that because they can never find that 20% that's going to give them all the 80%. And, and it's that hunt and pack, hunt and pack. And they get so unfocused because they're trying part of the thing where, where I wasn't succeeding as a food blogger was when I was trying to be everything to everybody. I would see recipes on a friend's site and I says, oh, I need to make that. Or I'd see it here. I need to make that. So instead of focusing on what I was really good at, I was trying to do everything. So in business, a lot of times we try to do that because we're afraid we're going to lose that little bit of money that we need because we don't know when the next is coming in. Mm. But if you focus on that one or two things that you're really good at and you specialize and you really go after that market, pretty soon you're going to be at the top of that market or you're going to be in the top 10% of that market and you're going to be making more money because you, you've focused. Mm-hmm. So that's really what I did. When I started focusing on restaurant style meals and stopped trying to be everything to everybody, that's when I started to really be successful and make money. Yeah, that, that's actually very important is like to focus on one, maybe two, maybe three things at max Yeah. And really get to learn them very well. And like you mentioned, to specialize in them. So you will be, be in the top tier of the people in the world that are doing this. Because like when we when you do something, you, you scatter all over the place. Yep. Like you, you get very little return. And your time and you at the end of the day, you are probably exhausted and you're not doing anything basically with a huge return. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the fastest way to burn out when you're trying to do too many things, when you're trying to do it all. You know, and that's, again, where I try and hire people to do things that I can't do or that I don't want to do. You know, if, if I always tell people when they try to get me to learn something, I go, that, that hurts my head. I don't want to learn that. You know, I, I, it's just, no, Let, do you know how to do that? Let me pay you to do that. Okay. That's how this works. You stay in business. I stay in business. We support mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, so let me ask you personally, what's your favorite food? Is it uh, like, is it Italian cuisine, uh, American cuisine? What kind of cuisine do you prefer? Personally? I think if I had to pick one to eat for the rest of my life, it would be Italian. <laughs> okay, if, if, if I could only pick one. All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm half Mexican. Uh, I love Mexican food, but if I had to pick one, It would be that because that's what I've cooked most of my life. And that's really what I like. I mean, we, we did do a lot of traveling. I was a travel blogger before the pandemic hit and I was being sent all over the world. And I, I love all kinds of food. I love food from every culture. You know, I, I've never, I, I didn't, for a while, I didn't like Indian food. And then I found out I never had good Indian food. So once I started having good, and it, the whole thing changed. It was like, all right, the, the problem is I, I have to find good food from each culture, and then I know I will like it. Yeah, yeah. 
you 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 need to find someone who's really cooking it very well, not just everyone like you mentioned. Someone who's yeah. in the in the in their game who mastered that kind of food. Yeah. Yeah, or or not cooking for tourists because a lot of times they feed tourists stuff that they don't eat. You know, so. <laughs> so. What are the things that you are not good at personally? Uh, well, I, I don't like. Like I said, I mentioned I don't like to do Pinterest. I'm not very good at selling myself. Mm. I, I find it awkward to ask for money, and I find it awkward to to make conditions. Um, I'm, I'm, I've been getting better at that, but I liked. I've always thought I'd need an agent to do that work for me and and leave me out of that part. Um, I I don't like creating uh, videos, like I mentioned to you. I mean, it's because it's just extra work. So I have someone I hire to do that. Um, I like social media to a degree, but it gets it gets time consuming. Mm. So it's not so much that I don't like to do it. It's like, then I will have people to help me with social media just because it takes up too much of the day. And like when I was travel blogging, here's the perfect example. When I was travel blogging, I was making no money off of travel blogging. But people were sending me on all these trips and they were paying for them. So I was gaining ex- the experience, but I wasn't putting any money in my pocket. Food was putting all the money in my pocket. So I was so consumed with travel blogging because it was new and, and I was getting to see all these cool places and all these experiences that I kind of forgot about the food aspect. And I just did a little bit, little bit, little bit. When the pandemic hit and we couldn't travel, and I had to start cooking every meal every day. Within the first week, I went, you know, I realized something goes, I like to cook. I forgot that I like to cook. So that got me back into cooking. So now, you know, if I start to travel again, great. If I don't, I'm still going to concentrate 90% of my effort on my food blog because that's what puts money in my pocket. And that's what brings me joy. You know, that's, that's very important. So what would you... Uh, advice uh, people who want to be let's say entrepreneurs or business owners generally and people who are now actually studying to be chefs and cooks what would you the, your advice be to them well for the ones that are studying to be chefs and cooks the world has changed on how they do business you have to know how to do social media you have to know how to take good pictures even if it's just with your phone but you have to have some skills in those areas. I always thought about going into teaching just to teach that. I don't want to teach cooking anymore, but just to teach that. Um, that's a big part of, of, every, of every business now. And this is advice to anyone who's going to be an entrepreneur. You need to really get focused on social media and, and imagery because the picture says a thousand words. Yeah. And if you have the place on social media to do it, then that's going to speak even more. All right. And you have to, the other advice I would give to the entrepreneur is, you know, pick something that you really like to do. And, and I'm not saying something that's, that no one's ever going to want because, you know, we all like to do things that we couldn't sell if our lives depended on it. But, you know, something that you know there's a market for that makes you happy when you create it or when you do it. Uh, so there's some drive behind it. And, and the other thing is, don't be afraid of failure because without failure, there's no success. 
you know, you, you, you don't succeed unless you fall down a couple of times. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to hit it out of the park on that first try. Nobody's going to be super, you know, every now and then somebody does, but for the <laughs> most part, for the most part, normal people, no. we get knocked, knocked down mm-hmm. so many times that by the last time we barely says, all right, this is the last time we're going to get up. Hopefully that's the time you succeed. And I had, uh, you know, instructors throughout my life in sports that would teach me that. He says, you know, you don't know when that next time you get up is going to be the time that you're going to do it all, that you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep getting up and keep trying. So, again, without failure, there's no success. Find someone in that business that you might think is a competitor and have them become your best friend because there's enough business to go around. And that person that does the same thing that you do has the same problems and, and you can talk to them and you can build with them and you can learn from them and you can teach each other and you both become successful. So, you know, that's also, that's what's helped me so much is having other bloggers that I could talk to and other bloggers I could help. And even by helping people, I learned something, you know, so it's, it's a real good situation. It is focus. Consistency is very important. Plus having a network that will, yeah. if you don't succeed immediately, which most of uh, people don't, you will reach your goal if you stay consistent with it and don't give up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, so, and yeah, think long, think long term. You know, don't don't make don't make successes got to be immediate because mm-hmm. it's rarely going to happen. So think long term and, and set intermediate goals so that when you reach a goal, you know you're on the right path. Mm. People need to get this idea out of their heads that like they want everything like right now because the oh, problem yeah. is with smartphones, these kind of things, uh, everything is in the touch of a of a button so it's like so easy for them to get everything in yeah. a, in a second so they need to learn that to do it to delay gratification not to have everything like at once yeah exactly yeah yeah and and again you know you just work for it yeah if you're just handed everything right away there's no drive to continue you know there's you, you have to have that you have to build that hunger yeah, yeah. Momentum, yeah and the, the momentum will come yeah, yeah. And just keep at it and just keep having fun. And I'm telling you, when you're doing something you really like to do and you're making money, oh, life is good. <laughs> Definitely it is, yes. So, Dennis, where can people uh, uh, get in touch with you, know more about you, uh, see your uh, cooking and learn more about your recipes? I am askchefdennis.com. And on social media, I'm Ask Chef Dennis. You can find me just about on every social media, even TikTok, although I don't have much there, as Ask Chef Dennis. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here today with me. It was fun and uh, beautiful tips and uh, awesome uh, information you shared with us here. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.